0: Hey, this is Jarl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. What can I say about my brother Daniel that hasn't already been said dozens of times in police reports? Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel
1: Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is The Daniel Baldwin Show. (laughs)
0: It's Friday. Very excited about it. It It is. It means... So long for, well, for me, I'm not going to be on Monday or Tuesday. You'll be listening to, uh, I don't know, some commercials or something. Dan yeah. Levitard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's still around? We heard of him. Oh, oh hey now. Uh, let's talk about a, a shocking statement. A shocking statement. And funny that you should bring this up, Paulie the Mole, um, in saying, well, go ahead and make your statement, first of all, so we can open up with that.
2: I It's been brewing in me for about a year now, but I'm willing to make the jump that LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. Whew, man. And, and, you know, it's close. It's very similar, but
0: I, I can't – you can't deny what he's doing now. Well, you know, the funny thing about that when you say that, and here's the the long-time – um, sports analogy that I would make to that can you say that a Tyson type fighter um, was better than a Muhammad Ali who who was a, he was a, he was a fight uh, a, a boxer a, a pugilist and, and, and a uh, aficionado of the skills of boxing he didn't knock a lot of guys out Muhammad he pointed you to death and he he used his uh, his quick jab and way to score points um, and, and and then, of course, when he came up with the brilliance of the rope a as he got older, he tired his opponents out and then picked them apart and beat them. Now, what would happen? Of course, we're never going to know if a guy like Tyson or some of the other sluggers of of, of our day were to climb into a ring with Muhammad Ali. Uh, what would happen? I, I see this as similar, and I'll tell you why. Michael was... was um, he had more c- crazy moves and stuff. He was more agile. I think he was uh more of a, a of a lynn swan type of guy where leBron is a man amongst boys half the time when you watch i mean his physique how he maintains himself um and and what he's capable of doing from a power standpoint michael could never hang with that um i i don't think either one of them were great three-point shooters um but but uh, that's probably a toss up you know for me maybe lebron was actually a little better at three point line than than michael but it's it's like it's like to me comparing a slugger to a fighter
2: it, it's for me it's been like i grew up in that jordan era like jordan was king jordan you, you know this was sacrilege but what he like last night was ridiculous for a guy his age to go out there and do that with that team Jordan Jordan didn't do this when he was playing in Washington, you know, with right. the, those crappy teams. You know, LeBron is insane.
0: Yeah. He 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 seems to be able to will it, you know, and and the interesting thing about it, and you bring up a good point, it wasn't exactly like Michael didn't have some great other players around him, and that freed him up for people to not be able to cheat. When LeBron rolls into town you know, it's like w- when Jim Brown or OJ, you know, you were playing against them. You knew they were getting the ball 80% of the time, and all 11 men on the defensive side of the ball could key on what they were going to do. They knew they were going to run the ball at them with OJ Simpson, and he still was able to do the things that he was able to do. I think LeBron goes into Toronto, and it's no, he's going to get, th- you know, three out of every four touches <laughs> he's going to get. So, you know, can you collectively stop him? And the answer is no. What did he have last night? 43, I think. 43 points. Wow. Jake, what's up?
3: Jeez. Um, two, two points I'm going to make. And I, I totally respect LeBron James. He's the size of Carl Malone with the speed of Allen Iverson, and he can jump like Vince Carter. But I—it bothers me when Kobe just gets dusted in this whole conversation as a Laker fan. Like, hey, five rings. You know, I understand Robert Ori has seven rings that makes him better than Thanos. You know, but if you go back to the Bad Boys era, and I understand the has changed. It's four guys standing around the perimeter and shoot threes, and a guy with a ball at the top of the key dust blowing by somebody. I, I get the game has changed, but today, if the Bad Boys went up against Luke, Louis- Adam Silver would shut. The Pistons down. He would close the franchise. I mean, you know, Jordan had to go through a, a literal beating every playoffs. And nowadays, you can't do that. You'll get thrown out of the league. You know what I'm saying? It's
0: you bring you bring, you bring up a good point because and I and I related this to Curry. You know, so don't take anything away from Stephon. He can shoot the ball. He ha- he has great handles, but. If he had played against the bad boys, they would have been up in his face at Three Point Land and let him drive by them. Because as soon as he got into the paint, someone would have knocked his head off. And at 140 pounds, sopping wet, he would have got the message pretty soon. You're no longer allowed to do that. That physicality. So, you know, I I definitely agree with you. The eras have definitely changed. The one thing I'll say, and and you being a Laker fan, you know, you may not want to hear, and that is. I never thought the one dig I had. I always thought Kobe was a great athlete. I never thought he was a great basketball player, and I mean basketball IQ wise. I never saw him as a great a great defender. I never saw him as a great um, 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 distributor of the ball. But more importantly, there was a guy because of his athleticism that got caught in the air more times than any guard I've seen that was as good as he was. And he was able to do things while he was in the air, but he would leave his feet a lot, which is a real no-no to do when you're the one handling the ball. And he did it you know, multiple times a game, every game of his career. He just happened to be such a good athlete, he could get off awkward shots and stuff. But uh, I never thought he had a great basketball IQ.
2: I don't think it's a slight on Kobe Bryant either to not be in the same conversation as LeBron James and Michael Jordan. I don't think it's a slight on anybody. Those are the two best, like, you know? Right. And if Kobe doesn't come in, it you know, there's a lot of players that were Hall of Famers and great players that aren't on the level of well, Michael Jordan and, and LeBron James.
0: In the list that I, that I ironically pulled up, it's Jordan, LeBron, Magic, Kareem, and then Kobe. Um, he's number five on this all-time list based on a whole bunch of different statistics and so on. Uh, you know, I don't think when you look at, and here's... Here's a great piece to to consider, which supports what Paulie's saying, and that is, if you were to take Michael Jordan's world titles and remove one guy, a key, say the next key element from their team, Scottie Pippen or whoever you're going to take off. If you took that guy off, would he have won drastically less world titles, or would somebody else would have been able to fill another guy in the league? And I think the answer is, you probably he still probably would have won probably every ring that he won. You can't say that to Kobe because if you take Shaq off that team, I don't think Kobe wins those rings. I don't, I don't know if that he wins any of them without, without Shaquille on those years because you he became such a threat that everyone had to key down in the paint on Shaquille and collapse on him that that gave Kobe free reign. So I don't know that you can say that. And and, and now why I say it supports Paulie is because LeBron is the one guy and with no one else with him and or or you know Kyrie he had he had a little run with him that certainly helped. You know when you have to get somebody else. I was telling this to to Dolge, uh, Dolge when when they were we were at the Barclays Center, we were in the elevator together and I said, "I don't think you realize something. You're helping the team by shooting the ball. If you're just going to catch the ball all the time and not shoot it, even if you miss, you're helping them because you're not allowing them to cheat on Brissette and battle when they drive to the basket. Right now they don't even bother covering you. So I'm, tr- I'm trying
2: to think of a way to put this like like LeBron won with really bad teams early on in his in the start of his. I mean, really bad. He got terrible Cavs teams. The only other person I can think of to put it in perspective of how amazing it was to get a team like that was Allen Iverson did it with the Sixers, yeah. back in the day. But Le- LeBron is getting he's not getting worse with age which is the the craziest thing thing about the whole situation is this dude is putting up the same numbers he did when he came into the league
0: well you know and and like like we're saying the the amazing thing about it is if there's even another couple of threats that that are on the court with you at the same time they can't key on you when allen iverson played It was the Allen Iverson show, you know, and and the same uh, will will be said of LeBron right now that he goes out there and everyone knows that that's the guy you got to stop. And he's still scoring 43, which is quite compelling. You know, I I pulled an article up about him. He spends an average of one point five million dollars a year to maintain his body. $1.5 One point five million in training, supplements, and all the different things he does.
2: I spend that much at Moe's eating burritos every oh. year, by the way.
0: Joe, what do you spend one point five million on? Well, what would I spend it on? Well, <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I plop down one point five million, what would be your first two purchases? A personality? <laughs> I guess. That's a, it's a big
4: enough purchase it would take up those two spots. Wow. No, that, that's a good question. What would you do if you won the
2: lottery? Like, what would your. Yeah, what you l- like, what is your. First thing out at the game? Instinct? What
4: do you get? Probably pay off all my debt.
2: You, you know? are the least fun Yeah, absolutely. Really, seriously, man. Will you get out a little bit? We're asking yeah. you a question. I, and what I'm would, answering the question. Paying my off debt. your debt isn't buying something. That's paying off debt. If you win the lottery, what do you buy? You win buy? $20
0: million tomorrow morning. I, I don't know. New car, I yeah, guess. There you go. There's an answer. What, buy a buy? what well, kind of car are you well, buying? Yeah, come on. What kind of car?
4: You know, I, I don't have a dream car. Like I don't have that one car that I've pined for for years. A car
0: that you walk by and you always say, wow, mm. that's a great car. Not yeah.
2: even like a company, a car company you'd want? No. <laughs> no.
0: Maybe well, I'd buy a dealership. What's in, what's in your dream
4: house? What's in your dream house? Where's the house? Is, I, it, is, is it, it, it a castle in Auburn? Are you staying in Auburn? <laughs> I would, yeah, I'd probably, I'd for probably, sure. I'd probably you'd buy Auburn, a, Auburn, wouldn't you? I'd buy a house on the lake
0: is what I would do. Uh, uh, what is it, uh, a, a Wasco over there?
4: It's a Wasco Lake. Yep. Um, I don't know. I, I, is I, there a hot tub in your dream I, house? God no. I've always <laughs> thought that if I won the lottery, my life really wouldn't change. Like I wouldn't quit my job all of a sudden and just uh, disappear. I know Polly would. Yeah. Are there two? Are there two microwaves in your house? Like? <laughs> Do you buy the so-
0: station and fire, Polly? No. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be a lot of fun? No. No. I don't know. I like Polly. Wow. You're back to liking Polly.
2: It's amazing doesn't have to work with me as much anymore. (laughs) Hey, caller five right now. You could win a chance to have a UPS happy hour at Shaughnessy's Pub in the Marriott Syracuse downtown. This month's party is May 18th. Food, drink brought to you from UPS and ESPN Syracuse. And I'll probably be the only person there from our show, but we'll come down. We'll debate whether LeBron is a better player than
0: Good luck with that Michael party, Jordan. man. Really, I, I see you excelling there.
2: I have a big announcement coming up when we come back from break. Dude. Oh, so. Big one. Huge.
1: Mets baseball is driven by Amtrak and CNS companies. Jay Bruce hits it out, and the Mets are right back in it. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m., and 1440 a.m. It's Game 2 of the North Division Finals between the Crunch and the Marlies this Saturday in Toronto. Catch-out of Crunch begins at 3.45. Punk drop at 4 o'clock on ESPN Radio. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey, now.
0: What do you want to do? I want to make one quick announcement. Oh, the big announcement.
2: The big announcement. Monday, we are going to offer you tickets... To a Mets Yankees game, bus trip included from Frank's Tours, 115 bucks a person. You get Cam's pizza on the bus, transportation to and from Syracuse to City Field for the Sunday night game, Mets Yankees on June 10th. 115 bucks. Just go to our website espnsyracuse.com for your chance to go. Myself and Seth Goldberg will be on the bus with you. Ooh. It will be fun for everybody so if you'd like to purchase those tickets and uh we'll be adding more perks as we get closer wow
0: it's exciting it's good stuff you're gonna buy what a ticket kind of, what kind of seats are we talking about
2: uh you're bleacher creatures but you know
0: how much of the seats 115 that
2: gives you transportation to and from uh syracuse to city field your ticket food on the bus jimmy the limo driver uh, what's the transportation? Frank's tours are, are sending us down. So nice. So there you go. That's a that's a big one. That's my brain trust. So please buy those tickets, or I'll get fired. <laughs> <right. Wow. laughs> I was gonna say this is your program, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah. You looking nervous? I'm right the now. genius that thought this would be a good idea.
3: I'm so excited. It's time for. I, um, I just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control, and I just can't. Um... So what? It's unlistenable
1: radio. You understand
4: me? A Daniel Baldwin Show. Dirk Nowitzki is uh, becoming must read on Twitter. The 39 year old Maverick star texted his trainer, uh, his trainer about starting his own off season regimen and then actually posted the uh, the text exchange. And it's, uh, I don't know, amusing? Is that the, would that be the I right word I think it's hysterical? I well, think it's savage. He says it's aggressive. That was his uh, his response. In fact, what I'll do is I'll post that on our... Why don't you
2: read them? Because we're a radio station. You're,
4: you're, very Thank good, you. Paul. That's why I'll keep you around. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's,
2: <laughs> you were going to do the story without reading. Without the text? reading
4: that's, that's
0: so great! It's, it's a cliffhanger. Right? Yeah, they're really funny. They're right in front of me, and they're really yeah, funny. Shiger, oh, I'm laughing.
4: Yeah, they're they're great. Now your radio off go somewhere yeah, else. To exactly, read them. Exactly. Goes, turn your uh, TV on. He goes. When do we start? And the response: uh, I told you four years ago that you were done. <laughs> four years ago, your game has been in decline since. Hmm. Havlicek? Havlicek.
2: Havlicek. Oh, Havlicek. Havlicek, Havlicek.
4: stole the ball from you. You're, uh, you're full, uh, full <laughs> Hold on. Stop,
2: stop. That was the first joke. Yeah, yeah. That You've was first You've been done stole. since
4: Havlicek stole, stole the ball. That, that. That's funny. Havlicek that's just, stole the ball. Yeah, that's the famous announcement. Yeah. Your full court sprints are timed with a calendar. Okay, that's a good one, too. <laughs> oh. Very slow, so they time it with a calendar. That being said, if you wire me, 561 Bitcoin or $5 million US, we can start tomorrow. Terrible I, joke. <laughs> I thought it was funny and clever and cute.
2: I don't find much cute, and that was cute. There so that's not, a, that's not a so what for Paulie. Not for me. How about you, Mister Baldwin? So what,
4: Joe? Oh, give me flashbacks to uh, another ESPN show. Uh, <laughs> was, it, was it a so what for you? No, it's 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 funny. Okay. Uh, let's see, Peter King. I can't tell
2: the difference between funny and sad with Joe. It's the <laughs> it's same the same. It's the same emotion. I
4: don't have much range. Uh, Peter King, who's been a reporter for Sports Illustrated, is uh, leaving after 29 years, and they're calling it an end of an era. Not a so what. He's he's
2: He's been a staple at Sports Illustrated, and uh, he's the quintessential, like, he's the name you know when it comes to sports writers in America, at least in my opinion.
4: You see him pop up all the time on uh, ESPN. So what? <laughs> Are you even paying attention to the show? I'm today? looking at
0: Dirk Nowinski's stats <laughs> to see how bad he's gotten. I'm looking it up on my phone because I'm like, uh, how, how bad is he getting? What did he do last year? Uh, well, going three years in a row, he went. He he has been on the decline. I mean, six points a game. So he's uh, he's eighteen point. 3 points per game in 2015-16. He drops 4 points a game to 14.2. Now he's down to 12 with a lifetime average of 21.2, which puts him Yeah, he's a hall know, of Famer. Clearly in the, Oh, he's clearly in the Hall of Fame.
2: He's a he's a great player. It happens to the best of us. Which goes to the point of what LeBron is doing is impressive.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's no question. You know, but another thing LeBron didn't play in college. So, you know, that's four more years that he got to play when he was really young and healthy, um, you know, as opposed to guys who played in Europe and played in college and everything. But I still say, so what on this one, too? By the
4: way, he says he's, uh, King says he's leaving. Uh, he just felt that it was time to move on from 24-7 coverage of football, and he wants to do something different. Now, 29 years in today's media, that's, that's a big deal. It's a nice run. It's a nice run. But the question is, at that, what's his age? Well, he was thirty-one when he started there in '89. So uh, I don't know. Do the math. So He's fifty. He's got a sixty. Sixty,
0: rather sorry. Um, so he's sixty. What's he going to move on to at sixty? Where's he going? Sure, he's all right. He's done all right for himself. Maybe yeah, he'll, yeah. He'll go block. But he's going to move somewhere. on to try some. I'm just wondering. Wonder what his plan is. There's this what?
2: thing called the internet now. I don't think people are reading magazines
0: as much. So. They're not reading magazines as much. They absolutely. That's very true. People can't even read anymore.
4: The 2018 inductees into the World Video Game Hall of Fame at the Strong uh, Strong Museum in Rochester have been unveiled and one of them is
0: John Madden Football. That's a no-brainer. It's the best football game ever created. Yeah, that's uh that's a lock. You know, how is that not first vote? How many years have they held Madden honors since his first year of eligibility? <laughs> he was writing.
2: Yeah, he was. <laughs> what did you uh, uh did you play video games as a kid or never, just no? Never
0: no. No, never. I don't let my kids do it. The only thing I ever do is I play words with friends.
2: That's tough for someone who doesn't have any friends.
0: That's very true. <laughs> that's very true, true.
2: Yeah, it's good thing you have a large you, family. Yeah,
0: it's true. I have people that still talk to me.
4: Joe, do you play video games? No, no. You too. I was You know what? I was big in uh, the Sims when that was That's uh, a
2: video game, Joe.
4: It's a computer game. It's not a video game.
2: Okay. <laughs> what else you got what for about us? you, Pauly? Uh, Yeah, I played sports games. I uh, I was a Tecmo Bowl double dribble generation kid who loved. Uh, you just loved you, Nintendo. Were just, you
0: were just tied up in a you, dark room, weren't you?
2: No, it was when you couldn't <laughs> get. I was on that cutting edge when you couldn't get ten guys together to play baseball or football. You went in the house and played. Uh, well, you know, you played the video game
0: instead. This 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 is society today. So I have to go to an event on Sunday, on Saturday, rather, uh, in Indiana. I'm supposed to go to this thing. So <clears throat> I'm still not 100% sure, even at this moment, that I'm definitely going or not. But I told the kids. I said, Daddy's going away on Sunday. I'm not going to be back until Tuesday. Do you, do you want to go to this thing? Um, it's going to be fun. and It's out on a farm and blah, blah, blah. And the first thing my daughter said, to, I said, We're gonna, we'll drive out. It. It'll be nice. It'll be like a seven-hour drive. And we'll stop along the way and see fun stuff. And my daughter goes, can I use my iPod? So she did. all she was looking forward to was seven hours, because I have Wi-Fi in the truck, to sit there and veg out on that, on that stupid sit truck. Sit and listen to music? She's not going to listen to that. She's going to go in on stuff and, and look at so she The phone gives her access to a bunch of different stuff. You have Wi-Fi in your truck? My truck has its own independent Wi-Fi. Yeah,
2: stuff. that's a, that's a thing now, Joe, for the rich folk, unlike Gee, us. Gee whiz. I have AM. I have an AM tuner. You know what
0: makes it really good? <laughs> what makes it really good having it, believe it or not, I have an so AM tuner.
3: Right.
0: My A track is in the shop. Yeah, yeah. Got to get those heads cleaned. <laughs> yeah. No, what's great about it is that you always have GPS, and you can always text even when the phone isn't working because you have a Wi-Fi signal. So it's good.
4: And uh, uh, Paulie, uh, Daniel, one of you two mentioned Indiana just now. Uh, Police in Indiana are actually trying to recover missing cash after an armored truck burst open, sending several hundred thousands of dollars flying. So there is a reason to go to Indiana.
0: I always love when a truck bursts open. What does that mean? How does the truck burst open? They didn't lock the back door. So they didn't shut the back door in an armored car. That means they didn't even turn the latch. I'm guessing that
4: or... And the money was just like hanging out in the back of the truck so it wasn't even in bags? This is like a cartoon.
0: Well, no. This is an inside job for sure, because by bursting the thing open, no one take a look at the two bags in the front of the truck that had four hundred thousand in cash <laughs> in them that they're going to claim when flying out the back. I'll bet you whatever you want right now. That's what they end up finding out happened. Who wants a bet? Dollar, dollar, sure, five. That's five, five's five, the, five. the going rate. Five. You'll track the story. Sure. Where you find out it was an inside job? I'll, if you, if I'll you the found, story.
2: If you found a bag of, like a cartoon bag of money with a dollar sign on it on this side of the road, would you pick it up and no, take it? No. Absolutely you not.
4: It? I just picture the Hamburglar uh, uh, around the corner just waiting the to hamburgler. catch
0: you. Yeah. <laughs> that Hamburglar. That, that You know what that reminds me of? Do you remember D.B. Cooper? Yeah. Do you remember? Yes. Okay. So Cooper goes, I think it was like a Seattle to somewhere flight, a very short flight. And he hijacks a plane after he had robbed a bank, and so he moved allegedly. allegedly well, well, he wasn't on the plane, that's for sure that that they they I don't think they missed him. They went in with dogs, FBI the whole bit. Yeah. so he jumped out of the plane now, what happened to him after that is where the 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 mystery uh you know continues to be now they found um uh, along some riverbed some kid years later found damaged money, and it was traced back numbers-wise to be indeed part of the heist that was taken. Well, I started a script, and the script starts with the kid walking and finding the money and looking up, and there's two feet hanging from a tree, and it's what happened to D.B. Cooper afterwards, you know, that he actually did live, and how did he get the money, and what did he do with it, and where did he go? and blah. So I started developing the script, and uh, and I've always been fascinated by those types of crimes there's another one about that and my favorite one and I can't think of the guy's name now but he's a French guy and they knew that he was the high-end burglar the the guy that did all the the big jobs you know second story you outside know, of buildings with the suction cups and he would steal jewelry he was the because he also was an expert with jewelry so in some vault in a big well-known French bank in Paris, they went through the sewer system and they drilled over the weekend into the floor and they kept drilling it and they actually had cones and everything and and roped off you know with with workers with the uniforms on everything and no one really thought to question them so they took a, a a panel van and and decorated it to look like they worked for the city and they started on like you know, Friday morning and worked through the night and by that time by Saturday they made their way into the vault because everything around the vault, but no one ever thought that they would come in through the ground, so there was no metal to protect the vault. They had to go through like nine feet of concrete and they successfully did so. So when they opened the vault on Monday morning, there was all like safe deposit box and they drilled every one of them and took, you know, it was some astronomical amount of money that they got out of there with. And they knew this guy probably was a guy. But when they went in there, there were bottles of wine and there was cheese and crack stuff and, and a, a blanket left there. They had like a picnic and the, while they were doing it because they were in there for days and they took all this money. When they got this guy and questioned him and they traced him to the crime, they they charged him and he decided to defend himself. So he's in a courtroom in Paris and the windows was very, very hot. And he kept saying, can we please open the windows Because it's so hot in here and he's playing his own lawyer. And in the middle of questioning a guy, he turns around, runs, and dives from the fifth story out the window where a truck underneath filled with leaves and stuff to cushion his fall. He lands in the truck. Truck takes off. He's never been seen again. True story. So I thought, another brilliant film that I would like to do one day. I don't know why I'm going off on that right now, but I did.
2: Well, this Golden State Killer is going to be a a movie before you know it now, too. Did you see how they caught him? No. How did they do it? They... There's a website where people send their DNA. It's not like ans- oh, yeah. it's not yeah. like 23 and me. It's not like that. Okay. This is one where you send your DNA to a public file and it goes into the computer. It's like Facebook for DNA. So you put your DNA in if it matches anybody in the DNA that could be related to you, so like you have a long lost sibling. All right. It finds them for you. So it's a so, DNA database. Yeah. So what they did was they just put it put his in as a joke. They found an ancestor or a relative of his, built a family tree, and found him out of it. It's, Beautiful. I will never send my DNA anywhere. Why?
0: What do you? Because of what, that, what you...
2: like I'll get falsely accused of a crime. The first guy they thought did it wasn't even the right guy.
0: But if your DNA has been found on the subject you know, or the body or whatever we want to call it. You did do it, so the only reason why you wouldn't send in there is you have some really dark (laughs) skeletons in your closet. No, I don't want to get falsely accused. Well you can't be falsely accused with DNA.
2: They did it they've done it twice now off of this. There was a guy in Iowa that got questioned and held over? Well, they over. might question
0: him because of similarities in the DNA. This all along is the reason why I always said, I'm not saying O.J. Simpson wasn't standing right next to the person that killed those two people, but they proved, the prosecution proved that it was not O.J. Simpson. Oh, they, your, pro- they proved it wasn't.
2: Keep your DNA to yourself, kids. That's my... That's
0: my that's <laughs> no spitting, no, uh, spitty, uh, no uh, licking. Yes.
2: No. Don't be sending it to Facebook or anybody like that. Don't be, don't be sending your DNA to you people. Gotta,
0: you got some dark stuff, don't you? you really no, do. I'm just kind of that. No, no, I no. Keep my you, it's, money okay, in, it's okay. It's okay. You're safe here. We won't tell anyone. I got no dark secrets. I'm, I'm Joe, one of those guys that keeps- does he not act like he's got something? He's worried about murder charges, about his DNA getting out there. Is it just me, or do you feel slightly No, Josh
4: has the same fear. They both have that fear of being wrongfully accused of murder. It's not like a wrong... Like I I just don't want
0: people having my information. I don't want them having my phone number, and I definitely don't want them having my DNA. Three major programs have offered a scholarship to this quarterback. After the break, we're going to tell you what's upsetting about this statement.
1: Find us on the web at ESPNSyracuse.com. ESPN Radio 97.7, 100.1, 1200 a.m., and 1440 a.m.
0: This is The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey, now. So, I highlighted some stuff to read about this because I have... Well, no, I don't have mixed emotions about it. I I, I think this is... Well, here, here's the headline. Three major programs have offered a scholarship to this eighth-grade quarterback. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about the kid. Uh, meet... Kevin Carter, an eighth-grade quarterback from the state of Tennessee, the quarterback is already six foot three and he weighs two hundred pounds. South Carolina, Tennessee, and Memphis—all three schools have offered Carter, the War Eagles' eighth-grade quarterback, yes, eighth grade—a full football scholarship. You know, and they're not the only. This is not the only kid getting these kinds of offers now. Uh, in 8th grade i mean we regulate so many other things that they're allowed to isn't that too young to be coming after this kid
2: let him uh let him grow up but you also got to look at it this way if you're in 8th grade and that's offered to you do you commit now and get that scholarship <laughs> locked up in case you get hurt or something like that in high school well i don't think it works that way
0: i don't i think that you get a scholarship I, uh, and so yes i would agree with you if that was the fact but If you're a guy who gets a full scholarship to go play basketball at Syracuse University and you get in a car wreck, you know, I don't think you get the full scholarship. The school has to be able to the impact on the university, too. Now, if you already started playing at the university, I think and you get injured for sure, particularly if you get an athletic injury, they have to honor the scholarship. Um, but no, I, I I'm not sure that applies, Paulie. I don't believe so. And can you can you judge a kid in eighth grade? Well, I mean, I think that you can see even in eighth grade, um, it's not a coincidence that the best athletes in your school, the best two in each big sport, probably went on to go play somewhere and at least at a college level and so so. Yeah, but when you're six three, 200 pounds, and you're thirteen, th- this kid's going to be six seven, and he and he's already throws a you know. a a laser according to some more material that I read about it. But here, here's my problem with it. My problem with it is is that the pressure that that puts on a kid, as cool as that sounds going, yeah, man, they're recruiting me already in eighth grade. I mean, that must be great, you know, to be in a locker room and have people know that about you. But the pressure that puts on that kid, you know, to, to even be thinking about that, he's in eighth grade. You know, I mean, in eighth grade, I was just having fun playing sports. I wasn't... Dialed in so much to think about where I was going to play. You had wishes and dreams of stuff you wanted to do, but but the, I, don't, I don't know if I like it.
2: Yeah, and the other thing is, there's kids in eighth grade that haven't matured. Yet. He isn't playing against kids that have hit puberty. Some of the you know, like some of the kids that haven't caught up to him in size. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, it's obvious it's at six three, he's a pro, you know, and he's a drop back quarterback. A, you know, he's prototypical as his size. He's not going to get any smaller, so he could play college football at his size right now. So, you know, and when he fills out and matures more, if he's already throwing the ball really, really well, that's probably not going to go. I get the athletic part of it. I get that they're going to go grab him. You know, they sign high school baseball, particularly pitchers all the time, you know, based on very limited success because it's another thing about it is you don't want other people to get them before you. Um, But these are major universities. Um, These are SEC teams. Um, I also worry about what that does to the relationship with the parent. You know, so you're trying to sign an eighth grader. So, and we're worried about things that might take place and and favors that are being done. That means the tab for those favors is going to be five years, you know, before (laughs) five years worth of tickets to games and flights and stuff that they're probably not supposed to be doing anyway. And what do you do to entice an eighth grader? At what what point do you stop that? What are you doing to entice an eighth grader to sign with your university? You know, so uh, it's it. it doesn't smell good to me. There should be a limitation on that. It, it has a bad feeling to How me.
4: old is an eighth grader? What, Probably 13. 13 years old. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> if you're scouting an eighth grader who hasn't even gotten into high school yet, who now has, what, delusions of, of, uh, of being in the big time, well, you have a short shelf life as a student athlete. Right. So then what do you do?
0: Well— yeah. And that's a good point, Joe. I think, you know, I don't think that there's guys that are running from football field to football field on the dime of major universities. But I think when you get a kid like this, you probably hear about him. You know what I mean? So, hey, did you see the eighth grade kid who played JV, bumped up two years, or and they're thinking of moving him up to varsity as a freshman who threw for 400 yards the other day? You know, that's this kind of case. Or you know, the high school kid that threw, he's a freshman, he threw at 92 miles an hour. Yeah, they, that that attracts your attention. So I'm sure because he's from a, if he did this up in Vermont, no one would know about it. But he's in Tennessee where they, they breathe a lot of football over there. Um, and he's made a name for himself already at his size. Um, you know, the same, uh, uh, any kid that grows up and he's a freshman in high school and he's already six, seven, six, eight, six, nine. 6'8", Basketball colleges know about that kid. They for sure know about him. We have a kid here that, (coughs) I'm sorry, I'm not sure what high school he's from, but he's scoring like 50 points a game now. He averaged 50 points a game this season in high school, and he was a junior, I think. So you know, he's coming out next year, and Syracuse is on the list. Evidently Duke has reached out to him too. But there's certain accolades that you attain as a high school athlete that are, you know, you're in the newspaper, and that makes the internet, you know, so the world has shrunk very much in the recruiting, because you can just look stuff like that up. You want to take a break and come back with a final?
2: Yeah, listen to Brennax all this month, be caller five when prompted to call, and you want a free haircut from Sports Clips on Brewerton Road in Cicero from Sports Clips and ESPN. Syracuse, Josh went back from a... <sighs>
0: well, let's go to break, let's go to break and grab Josh, he's, a, he's laid back, he looks road hard, put up wet right now he looks he looks hard he worked hard this morning i'm you, a hard worker you are man. you can't tell if he's hard you are you're like you like I'm, one of those you like hard. one of those well who's the the hardest uh, working man in show business it's uh, uh, james brown no well, yeah james brown that's right it was james brown and wayne newton Wayne Newton was and one of Wayne the,
5: Brady. Wayne is one of the hardest working. No, have you
0: ever seen <laughs> Wayne Randy act? Travis?
2: No, I have not,
5: but oh I'd like God. to. Oh
0: my God, I'm gonna have to get Wayne to call on the show. Oh like yes, unbelievable. Please like. Could nine you get In
2: Juice Smith. Newton too
5: while we're doing Newtons? You want to juice me, baby? New fig, Olivia Newton John is she available? I know Olivia. Oh yeah.
2: Got her on the phone, Sir Isaac.
5: You know why? Sir
0: Isaac. <laughs> she likes. She likes.
2: Yes. Let's do a whole Newton
5: how joke. About, show. How about Isaac
0: Hayes? <laughs> Can we just spit off on Isaac too? Oh,
2: I
5: love
1: it.
0: Love Isaac Hayes. The Shaft man. Let's get a break. We'll be right back.
1: The Stanley Cup. Win, and your name is forever etched in hockey immortality. The Chicago Blackhawks have won the Stanley Cup. Inscribed as a record of achievement, engraved as a validation for victory. will be next Go! the NHL playoffs get all the new scores and highlights right here ESPN 97.7 and 100.1 this is the Daniel Baldwin show
0: hey now we're back with the mighty the impeccable K-Rock Josh yes. Josh where were
5: you? I was in Westmoreland what was going on there? doing our uh do the morning show every Friday from a diner. I look at diners around Central New York. So, oh, cool! I was live at uh, Seymour's Diner in Westmoreland. Just got back five minutes ago.
0: What was the live? What was
5: going on? So, oh, so good! People coming out, watching the show live. I ate a lot of food. Ready for a nappy poo? Right Give me now. the list. Give me the list. What did I eat? I ate, I ate uh, tons of bacon. Uh, then don't I went speak. to garlic fries, then I went to chicken wings, then I went to a Philly cheesesteak. All before 10 a.m.? Yes, yes, it was. You are a slob. Yeah. Oh, I Are slamming it. down beers, too? Nah, no beers. Just a Mountain Dew. <laughs> None of those are- Jesus Christ. None it's of those. Oh. nasty. Uh, my caloric intake for the weekend is done.
0: None of those wow. are diner foods. Like, you gotta go yeah, and don't you go with like some, fries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some kind of- uh, those, Eggs. Those, and uh, diners are so different where I grew up than here, mm-hmm. because, or, or really anywhere else, because- there was a lot of the old Jewish or Greek yeah, 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 diners yeah. In, in, on Long Island, so when you went in there, you could get lobster tails and a steak, or caniche, or the the Whatever menus, you wanted, Everything was, the yeah. menus were gigantic, size of the Four Bible, pages. Sure, and they made everything
2: like the Cheesecake Factory, creplish. But I was
5: listening on my way in, and I will tell you first of all, to Joe own, computer games are video games. He said yeah. he an said idiot. he played a, He's an idiot. I love him, but he's an idiot. <laughs> Computer games are video games.
0: You're playing a video. Of game. Of course yes. you are. Yes, you if, are. Uh, what do you have to be in an arcade? Yeah. You
2: know? how, how do you feel about Madden making the Hall of Fame? I I was with Daniel. I don't know how or whoever
5: said it. I, I don't know why wasn't that one of the first yeah, games? Did, the first I guess vote? they got to get like they got to get like the obvious ones in like the Pongs and the Super Mario Brothers right, and all right. those first. Pongs the first thing I ever played. Yeah, but then Madden. I mean, that's that is like that's an iconic game.
0: But see, we didn't have any of it at home, um, but. You would, the arcade started becoming very popular when I was a kid. And uh, and so Pac-Man was, you know, that was the thing. I mean, that, that was, it, it had a joystick that went up and down mm-hmm. and around. I mean, that was revolutionary, you know, for its time.
5: The best football game was Super Tech Mobile, though. And the, and the Bo Jackson cheat. Because everybody remembers that Bo Jackson, I don't know if you remember this, but, but you couldn't play as Bo Jackson because the programmers made it so he could outrun everybody. So... There was the rule, no Bo, no Bo Jackson. You can't play as Bo Jackson. Uh, because if he, cut, you throw the ball to Bo Jackson, he could run up and down the field on the game, outrunning everybody. Out-
2: everybody. Like and they
5: do this through sports games. They had that same thing with Chris Chelios on one of the NHL games. You couldn't stop a shot by Chris Chelios in one of the NHL games.
2: There was a glitch by uh, on the Madden game too, where you couldn't run a certain. You had to tell your friends, "You can't run this play because it got a pass interference
0: call every time." Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, said so go, yeah, no, no way, <laughs> no, no
2: A B C D left right.
0: Call. Now was Chelly's Slapper known? Not much in the league that it was the greatest slapper or something. Yeah, something. It was. Or a was move? there a glitch in the game?
2: No, it was. Well, it was this Chris Chelios move
5: where like. If you were going straight at the goalie and you went quick left, then right, and you shot, you'd always score. Always. And so we had the rule, no Chelios. And then with the technical ball, we had the rule no Bo Jackson. Oh,
0: I love that. I mean, <laughs> we got to get Chelly to call in yeah. and tell him. Yeah, and ask no Chelios. No you, you
5: can't
2: play Chelios. Yeah, Tomb what? Raider also made it.
0: Did into you, the Hall of Fame? Yeah, did you play Tomb nah, that Raider? Wasn't,
3: I wasn't into that game.
2: Tomb Raider was the first video game that nerds probably got aroused saw while boobs. playing. You saw yeah. boobs. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: Laura Croft had her big pointy triangle boobs. In Final Fantasy, yeah, Punta Stella. <laughs> I'm so glad this came back. I was I was in the car listening on the way here, and I was like, oh, the one day I'm not there. They're talking video games. One thing I can actually hang on and talk about. Did you play <laughs> Final Fantasy? I tried it. I didn't like it. I don't like I don't like games that don't make sense. You ever play Grand Theft Auto? Oh, dude, yes.
0: Come on, yeah. You you oh, own Grand Theft Auto? Love
5: you? it. Play it all the time. <laughs> I, I am well, uh, the biggest stud and stealing all the
0: cars. All I the money. I the only thing I love about it, I don't play any of them, but uh, the only thing I love about it is the story about the music for Grand Theft yeah, Auto. It's a big deal. Well, you know what happened, right? The flock of seagulls the guy, flock right? Of seagulls yeah, guy. it's amazing. So they turn around, they offered him like some buyout for like a quarter million bucks, and he goes, "I'll tell you what, why don't you just give me a buck for every yep. unit you sell." And now it's up to ninety million it is bucks. Hi- or oh
5: no 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 no! It is the highest uh, selling video game, um, piece of media of all time. It just crossed the one billion dollar mark. So he made. Yeah, a I don't mean an, in
0: dollars. I just mean. 90, oh yeah, units and units and in units, units. In units. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. he's. I mean, he, the guy's rolling in. Right. It. Yeah, yeah Well, in. you know, that song was probably. A, and uh, <laughs> it was in the commercials.
2: It's not
5: everything.
0: Oh, it's I on everything. It. You if just destroyed you
2: destroyed it, if you miss any of the ESPN Syracuse radio shows, get caught up with our podcasts of On the Block, Orange Nation. This turd right here. Go to Syracuse.com or s- subscribe on iTunes to get them delivered straight to your smartphone.
0: Lovely. When are we gonna have the uh, the app just for our show? We're gonna have the ESPN, ESPN Click app, Daniel Baldwin Show app, or just the ESPN. Yeah, app? With all our faces, we gotta take the right picture. I like it. a funny picture. Yeah, you know, we got cheerleaders. We so we had our first cheerleader audition today. Where was this? On the morning show. Yeah, she came in. It was a friend of Lisa's, and she came in, and we made her. We're gonna make her captain of the cheerleading squad. We also got a small, like twelve piece band. That has offered to come down and play while we're playing. That is awesome. (laughs) Is that awesome? That is awesome. It is. Yeah, we got a couple of horns. All right, thank you.
2: Thank you. Go ahead, Paulie. We've got to end this show.
0: get out.